Welcome back to another edition of Talent Talk. This is episode 27. In this edition, we are going to be having a first. It's our first video interview uh, in the history of this this podcast and our first year of doing this uh, in adherence to social distancing. So enjoy that. We'll transition to the video interview very shortly. We're just going to touch on a few things really quickly off the bat to stay up to date on and the lookout for. Continue to stay up to date with any news at UNF Ospreys on Twitter and Instagram, North Florida Ospreys on Facebook and on our website, unfospreys.com. We're continually posting Osprey Today moments, highlighting notable feats in UNF sports history, as well as other interviews and features. Stay posted for fun social media content with childhood pics of our current athletes, birthday posts, and UNF-specific Zoom backgrounds for download as well. So speaking of Zoom, let's move on to today's interview, a Zoom interview with two members of our Student Athlete Center for Excellence. It's Jenny Barth and Tara Sundquist. Thank you so much, guys, for making time today. And welcome back to our next edition of Talent Talk. It's our 27th uh, episode, but it's the first time that we're on Zoom. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have watched and listened to different interviews on Zoom recently. We're with uh, Tara Sunquist and Jenny Barth from um, Student Athlete Center for Excellence. So I really appreciate you guys coming on today. Thanks for having us. So we kind of talked about this a little bit ago, um, right off before we got on the recording. Um, just kind of give a brief introduction of the changes in your department and your daily lives. Um, yeah, so definitely a huge change for our departments, just as with everyone, just becoming virtual and relying on the internet and technology. I joke how we're basically slaves to this now, um, for better or for worse. Um, but I think it's really forced us to try to be innovative um, and adjust and as everyone else is. And I think um, just remembering that, that we're all on the same page with just figuring it out together. Um, so, you know, our office, we're very face-to-face -face interactive with students and with, with our staff and coaches and other staff on campus. So having that taken away has definitely been a big adjustment and, and we just are continuously talking about how to make ourselves available, um, reach out across campus. Um, and, and, and I think it is hard too, because sometimes I do feel inundated with emails or texts or phone calls and you kind of can get buried under that. And I would imagine other people feel the same way. So how do you still continue to communicate, but not make it be overwhelming um, to others who are receiving that information? Uh, this is Tara. Um, I'm actually sitting in my office right now. Um, and it's really strange just not having any students around. You know, our, our center is always packed with people and it's just a really strange feeling to go from um, a lot of things going on to basically just dead and quiet. And it's just been a challenge and um, a little bit of a struggle to figure out the best way to connect with our students. And like me personally, I went from maybe being on my phone like 30 minutes a day to now I'm on my phone like three and four hours just trying to connect with our students. Um, so it's, it's definitely trial and error and figuring out what works and what doesn't and adjusting from there. Uh, what was one of the first things that you guys did when you heard about the news? Like what was kind of your first action item that like Thursday or Friday? So what, one of the things that I did 
the mantra I kind of keep saying for myself and, and with the staff and um, some of my coworkers too, is just, this is going to be, this is going to end. <laughs> so how can we continue to keep moving ourselves, our students, our department forward? Um, because to, to make sure we're in a good spot when things will get back to normal. And so um, that really was just been our biggest discussion is how can we do that as a staff and continue to support our students. Um, the first thing I did, um, a few of us went to get training in Zoom to see, you know, since the university was using it, um, tutoring's using it, advising unit using it, a lot of classes are still using it for like real time class. So we wanted to stick with consistently what is being used with the university and not give our students something else to have to try to figure out or utilize. Um, so we got training with that, still learning that uh, Zoom, definitely. So really that was like our biggest thing is breaking down that barrier that is now there because our students aren't with us in person. Um, mine was heartbreak honestly just felt so sad for all those spring sports student athletes um you know as a former student athlete it was a struggle when you're finally done with your sport and i couldn't really imagine being done like this and you work so hard all season to finally be able to compete and it's like the best time ever um and it was taken away so really my first reaction was just heartbreak and then like from a proactive thing, I reached out to all the seniors, um, spent a good amount of my time last week calling and talking to every single one of my athletes just to check in on them and just see how they were kind of handling this stuff like mentally and like from an athletic point of view, honestly. What was kind of the biggest point of emphasis for you guys with students and with professors on just how to maintain a level of excellence academically now? One of the things we've been doing is with just the following up with them, um, asking them what their routine is, like what their, because it is a lot to process. I mean, we all have a lot to process, but especially um, these students who their lives are drastically changed. They're at home now with family. I mean, when I graduated from high school and went to college, I didn't come back home. Like this will be the law. I mean, this is, that's a lot of an adjustment in and of itself. So I think really just trying to help them see that they still have things they have to do for their classes. The professors are also learning this new technology. A lot of them were not on canvas, so they had to adjust to that. So really just encouraging them to be proactive and to follow up if they had questions. Um, and then really making sure that they knew that help and support was still available. Um, like I mentioned, tutoring is still happening. The writing center is still open. Obviously, we're still here. I had a student who was like, hey, sorry to bother you during the quarantine. I'm like, I'm working. I'm here. I'm here for you. Like, let me, don't, don't apologize, you know? And so just really putting ourselves and reaching out and making sure the coaches knew to communicate that as well to the students. Um, because there's a lot of questions. I mean, there's still a lot of questions and a lot of things up in the air, but back when this transition first happened, there was a ton of questions. And so we just 
any student who reached out, we were so happy to help. And then us reaching out to them too, um, encouraging them that they're not alone in this, that we're all learning how to, this new normal. And we even started a video series for, with our staff on Twitter of just, this is our new normal. This is how we're adjusting. This is how we're creating new routines for us to make sure that we're still doing the things that we need to be doing. And just to create some type of normalcy, um, because we really all feel like what the rug was pulled out from underneath our feet and we're just trying to dust off and, and get back to whatever normal looks like. I think it's important to communicate to our student athletes to keep it simple, keep doing the things that you were doing before, um, check your email every day, go on Canvas, make a to-do list. Um, I think it's kind of hard to stay motivated in a time like this and this is kind of what i think our staff is here to help with um, but they need to keep doing the same things that they were doing all semester one of the questions that uh, and i th and I, I think tara does and the rest of the staff do too is when we have when we're talking with students and just touching base with them about how they're doing academically as we'll ask you know physically you know are you exercising are you you know what does your day look like just checking in to see what they have and you know, those answers tell a lot of how they're doing. You know, they wouldn't probably necessarily share just outright, oh, I'm really struggling. But when you hear somebody say, oh, I haven't, I, it's hard for me to get out of bed or things like that, or, you know, students saying, well, this is my routine. I get up at nine and then I go to the field and I do, you know, and you're like, okay, you can kind of read between the lines. So really just trying to ask those type questions to get engaged on where they're at has been really helpful too. What? What are some things that you guys have learned um, just about your jobs during this time? Because I'm sure there's a lot of new like strategies and maybe, maybe just new observations. For me, I learned that I really enjoy seeing and talking to my student athletes face to face. Um, I've been trying to call everybody and it's just really not the same. And I've learned that I enjoy coming to work and I enjoy um, the interaction with my um, student athletes. I enjoy our staff's interaction. Um, and I just, I really miss that. And I've learned um, a little bit about myself through this process, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you, there is a lot coming at us. And so for me, with my role as director, one of the things that I really feel like is a top priority for me is just to be a resource and available to the staff first so that they can know what to communicate if there's any changes that have been made um, with classes or the schedule or this or that. And so that's really been something for me that it's important in general when you're a director or whatever in, of any department, but especially now everyone's remote, you know, and so making sure and, and working really hard to stay connected with the staff, um, be available when they need you, when they're asking questions, because, you know, not only the students have questions, but so do, so do our staff and so do our coaches. And so really trying to um, be that, like, try to be stable and be available um, and, and just help provide that motivation even among us. I mean, we're on week two, the newness is starting to wear off, maybe some motivation, you know, some loneliness, just, uh, just tired. You just kind of feel weary. Um, I think for me, you know, because I'm, I'm, my husband works, so we kind of have to kind of help each other throughout the day, switching off between our different tasks for our jobs. 
Eric, AKA taking care of our children, <laughs> our other job, um, there's no real break between that. So that's been a challenge for me personally of it's a con from the time I wake up around five in the morning until I collapse in the bed around 10 at night. It's a continuous thing <laughs> um, of just help trying to help meet needs, um, answer questions, take care of people. Um, and I love it, but it's just kind of all blends together, which is a little bit tiring um, and draining. Um, so it's a, yeah, I mean, it's been a big adjustment and how to be effective in all those different areas has definitely been something I'm learning. I haven't learned it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely unique because there's no real clear cut break in your day because of like, it's not like you can just, all right, this time of day I, I go to the gym and it's a different room and, or I go to a restaurant with some mm -hmm. friends or, um, you know, I have some event with my, with my kids somewhere or something like that. It's, it's all maintained in that same spot. So you feel like you have to, you know, uh, this is the same event, you know, there's like, <laughs> this is the same thing, you it's know, Groundhog so, day. Yeah. yeah. What did you say, Tara? Groundhog day. That's, yeah. Yes. That's what we keep joking about. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's, what, what have you found to be the biggest thing to help you guys stay focused or motivated and what, what's kind of a trick that you think you could share for other staff members or students? Um, for me, it's just getting out of the house. Um, I come to work every day and that provides a great, um, a place for me to work and focus and kind of like what we were saying, like uh, some separation in my life. Um, so I've tried to recommend that to a lot of my student athletes, just find a, a place to work that you're able to focus and get your, your work done. It, school doesn't take, you know, 40 hours a week. So I think it's important schedule time to get your work done, but then also schedule in really fun stuff to do. So that's what I've tried to do. Like, okay, in the morning, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to get my job done. And then I'm going to have fun with my kids, you know, the rest of the day. And then unfortunately I jump on my computer once they go to bed and I work from like nine to 11 at night, which isn't ideal. But um, I think just having that balance in your life where you're working, but then you're also having as much fun as you possibly can, um, given the circumstances. So for me, um, one of the things I just thrive on routine. Um, I think most people do. I mean, our kids, we keep them on, we try to keep them on as much of a routine as possible. And so, yeah, I just tried to, I just said, okay, this is what it's going to be. This is our situation that we're in. And so, um, my husband and I had to talk about his work expectations, um, as well, because he teaches in Duval County, um, and they have to do all this online stuff. And so we just kind of developed a schedule and a routine that worked for us. Um, kids are relatively unpredictable. Sometimes they nap, sometimes they don't, sometimes they, you know, whatever. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just have a routine about my day um, that I try to do and take care of. And so it helps with Andy and I, because we know, like, expectations of when he's going to be left alone to be able to get things done and then when I'm going to be left alone to be able to get things done or if I need to bring my computer out because I'm having virtual office hours because he has a conference call you know we just I mean I think the biggest thing for us is just communication and then you know just letting our, our kids know that you know it's been interesting trying to explain 
my, my four-year-old calls it the virus. Everything's because of the virus. I said, um, that she can't go to school because of the virus, that mommy and daddy have to work at home because of the virus, you know? And so just explaining to her that I'm not neglecting her or her sister by being on my phone, looking just at social media, like I have emails to respond back to. And so I'll explain her mommy's working. She has to work from home because of the virus. Um, so just trying to, you know, do that is something that we just, it's been working. I mean, we're on week two and it's been a better week because of we've learned from week one of what not to do and different schedules and routines to set up for us to make our, our family successful. Cause we're really just all, we're all in the same place and we're all in this together. <laughs> what, have you, what have you guys done as a staff to communicate and stay sharp? So we still do have weekly staff meetings. Um, and you know, the, I, I felt like I wasn't like in the dark ages with technology, but I definitely had some catching up to do. Um, and there's great resources that UNF does provide. Um, and obviously one of them is zoom. And so I feel like for the past like week, I've been trying to figure out how to do, we first were talking about maybe offering it, calling it study hall, but then I, you know, we can't really monitor study hall. So then we were now kind of it's transitioned to these are really like virtual office hours. And so it's just a reoccurring meeting that's every day. And so making sure the students and the coaches know that, you know, normally this time of year, we'd have students stopping by our office um, or we'd have scheduled meetings and we'd be working on, you know, talking about their current classes, but then now working on their summer and fall schedules because that's coming up. Registration's coming up for that on April 13th. So in a sense, setting up a place for them virtually to stop by our offices has been one thing that um, we're trying to nail down and get, and we're, we're getting closer on figuring out how to make that work with the technology and different hosts and this and that. And then we're doing the social media um, campaign where we just are showing our new normal, our routines, encouraging the students. Um, I've gotten some good feedback from students for that. Um, and then this week, we're just talking about what we're doing, you know, when we're not working, that is making us happy and um, what we're reading and looking at and whatnot. Um, so that's something. And then just talking about um, just how, I mean, that's the biggest part about our staff meetings um, is we just talk, we just share about things that have been happening, different top trends that have been coming up through our conversations with students. Um, or, you know, if we have different resources that we feel like would be beneficial to share with each other, but also with our students, um, just, you know, trying to just even connect as a staff because that really does um, matter because then that also helps us be more effective with our students as well. What are some of the challenges um, for students that you would project maybe with either those that are graduating and getting their going into the workforce or do you think there's going to be any weird like transition back to normal classes when that happens or people are going to be like all right we I've done school for 18 years and I know what it's like um I think for kids that are graduating and don't want to come back like these spring sports student athletes, um, I feel for them a little bit because unemployment is so high in the economy, who knows what's going to happen with it. So I've encouraged everybody to come back and play, but obviously everybody's in a different situation. Um, but I think that's probably going to be a, a big struggle. 
Um, and then I, I do think everything will go back to normal. I don't necessarily think this is our new normal. Um, I, I think hopefully by summer B, but at least the fall, you know, we'll have our student athletes back. Everything will, will look as it did before, but I think we'll be stronger and better for what we've all kind of been through. What, what's one kind of uh, thing that you, you've, you know, seen a student do that you thought was pretty cool or an idea or something that they brought up to you? I don't know if I've had a student athlete necessarily share anything that they've been doing, but I think one great idea um, that I've seen floated around are just ways that student athletes can help. Um, and I would encourage anybody who's listening to this to kind of think of ways that you can help your community, whether that be the teddy bear in the window or like we've been playing with chalk on our driveway. Like I know it's really silly and simple, um, but just think finding ways that you can give back um, or share some happiness and some joy during this. Um, so for student athletes, especially the ones who have like a big following, you know, use the, your platform to post something um, funny or inspirational or even try and raise money um, would kind of be my suggestion and things that I've seen out there that I think is pretty cool. All right. Anything else you guys want to add, um, whether it's commenting about the experience so far or uh, just encouragement? I think your podcast is pretty cool, Brock. And thanks for having us on. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. I mean, we're all learning this together. And um, I think that as we've talked about, there's a lot that will, that we've taken for granted that I think will be um, not once we get back. And I mean, we're going to be talking about this for years, you know, and I think it's going to be really neat in some ways because we're in this together, like all of us are students or staff. And so I think that, um, that will even make our relationship stronger with our students. Um, because we're, yeah, I mean, we're just all learning and I mean, this has never happened before. <laughs> and, um, and so it's definitely, I had a coach write me an email back and he's like, oh, the stories we're going to be telling five years from now, you know, and, and I, I have to remind myself of that, that this is going to end and even reminding the students that and, um, but like Tara said, you know, what can you do now and just really soaking in these things. And I'm sure some of the parents who have their kids home, I mean, they would not have envisioned that they would have their college student home for this amount of time, like in their house, like, you know, if they're hopefully practicing social distancing. So I think that that is hard in a lot of ways, but also something that is probably such an amazing blessing that you couldn't have planned, you know, when, I mean, nobody really planned. So and even for us, I mean, I've, I mean, what, how can I complain about getting to spend time with my husband and my two kids? Um, I mean, I'll never have this time back and I've gotten to do things with my, I'm about to cry, with my kids that I haven't ever had time to do in the four years that I've been a mom. And that's something that I'm forever grateful for. Yet I still also get to do a job, you know, and, um, and I don't feel like I'm like, 
I'm not like hanging out of my home while all my coworkers are in the office. Like we're all, you know, in our, in our places we need to be. And so that's the thing for me is just taking away from all this is being intentional with where you are, you know, um, whether it be when you're working or when you're with your family. And like Tara said, you know, being focused, doing what you need to do, and then moving to, you know, directing your attention to, you know, the next thing, which is wherever, whether it be your family, being engaged there, and just trying to have as much fun as you can or helping out in your community. I know we have a number of people at the church I go to who are younger and they're delivering groceries to older people. Um, and I think that's a huge thing that um, people can do and still be feel relatively safe and, and um, whatnot. So I think we have time to do that. I mean, we're busy because we're adjusting, but we're gonna, in three weeks, we're gonna have a lot of time because we've kind of, the newness, like I said, has been wearing off and we're kind of getting in the groove with classes or work or this or that. And so how to be intentional with that and and stay motivated, I think will be the biggest thing I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear about from our students and our staff too. All right, well, thank you guys for coming on and thank you for sharing about this. All right, Jenny Barth and Tara Sunquist, thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks again for the interview. Thank you for taking time in between work calls, emails, uh, responsibilities, and of course, taking care of your house and kids and everything else that goes on with the current situation. Uh, thank you for listening to this edition. Once again, we'll be continuing to roll on with this next week. Uh, please stay safe and continue to do your best to contribute and stay healthy.